KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. My name is Matt Leon. Time to take our weekly look at the American economy in the midst of this pandemic. As always, lots to talk about. Unemployment claims creeping up. We are expecting a new stimulus bill coming out of Congress. What's it all going to mean? We look to get some answers as we talk with David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice, Villanova School of Business. Always an interesting conversation. Check it out. So let's get started with uh, kind of our favorite thing to start with, and that's the continuing quest uh, to track unemployment here. We saw claims actually creeped up for the first time in a few months last week. It wasn't a lot, but they they still moved up. They're still well over a million. And uh, how distressing is it that 1.3 million unemployment claims might end up being the high water in all of this? Well, Matt, I'm going to say that I'm concerned after 14 weeks, it was decreasing, and you're correct. It didn't increase so much, but it's enough that's going to give me cause for concern. There are some states, California and Florida, where it really increased the unemployment. But I will say in our area, New Jersey and Pennsylvania looked good last week. Things are better in our area, the Delaware Valley, with regards to the virus, but we talk about it spiking in the south and the west. Are we? Are a lot of people learning the hard way that the economy is not going to recover completely until the virus is controlled? It sure looks that way, Matt. Uh, and we've discussed in the past, it's very hard to come back at 100% in one week, two weeks, or even two or three months. Maybe our new normal, if we want to use that term, is that we come back at 25% this year, and then next year we come back at an additional 25%. And it may take more time than just having the vaccine come out, and it may take more time to get the entire economy back up and running because everything seems to be a multiplier effect in, the, in this country. When you shut something down, it affects every industry. We are expecting a a new CARES Act, a new stimulus bill coming out of Congress. It sounds like they're negotiating now. Uh, What are some things you think are absolutely necessary to come out what's going to be probably another multi-trillion dollar piece of legislation? Well, there's a couple things in there that should get passed, I hope, and it's for people who are lower wage earners that are really struggling uh, to make ends meet to pay their bills, whether it's a mortgage or a rent or their car payment, but it's also small business, businesses that employ less than 50 people, 25 people. Some of those people do not have more than an additional month left of cash flow um, without opening the economy any further. And if you do open the economy any further in Pennsylvania, Jersey, and Delaware, then you have the issue of the spikes in coronavirus, and it puts fear back into people, less confidence. So I like to see the small business owner uh, be able to, to get this money, as well as those wage earners who do not make enough money to make ends meet. That $600 a week, the federal unemployment uh add-on that uh, has really helped a lot of people that is set to expire i would imagine they'll do something it might not be the six hundred dollars but if you were trying to handle this how would you like to see them kind of uh, address that federal unemployment money 
Well, it was a good program, $600 an additional per week. Uh, on the other hand, we don't want to demotivate people and have them stay at home. Uh, so I think they're going to see that 600 be lowered to maybe 100 a week, which is still a pretty good amount. That's 400 a month. If they were to lower it to zero, then what do you do if the person can't go back to work at all? Uh, they have to take a look at which industries are going to open up. Is it going to be the financial services? Is it going to be retail? Is it going to be construction? We have to take a look at the people who are receiving that 600 and see if, in fact, the industries they worked in, can they go back to those industries next week, come August 1st? If they can't, how difficult is it going to be to retrain people to put them into different careers in the short term? Even if they move on this new legislation we're talking about at lightning speed, there is, I can't imagine, there's not going to be a gap in whatever that federal unemployment assistance is. And even a gap of a week or two, that could break some people. How concerned are you that we could see a cascade effect, uh, especially now with a lot of moratoriums on evictions and foreclosures across the country uh, kind of expiring, that, that we could see that trickle into a problem like that? We could see that, Matt. That's a very good analysis there. Um, you're seeing people that are still not receiving maybe the 600 a week or the unemployment because most unemployment offices in the tri-state area are still really being overwhelmed with the trying to work out the claims and work out the proper numbers to people, whether it's a debit card, whether it's a direct deposit or a check in the mail. So one or two weeks really does matter. I think, um, I think Congress should not leave their desks their offices until something is signed. You would do that in the private sector. If you had a project you were working on, you wouldn't leave for the weekend at four o'clock. You would stay there until eight, nine o'clock at night and get that project done. So I think the public sector should think that way too and think about the American people in this instance. What have you been seeing? I know you keep a, a close eye on the housing market, the construction, and you see it as an important indicator. What are you seeing here as of late? Well, I, I have always talked to you about the fact that I like to look at the housing starts. I like to look at the existing home sales. And the numbers were very good in June. Uh, they were higher than May, um, and they've been climbing. Now, that's a good thing. However, I took a little further uh, delve into it, and I noticed that some of the existing home sales were what we call distress sales, meaning people that had foreclosures, just like you had mentioned a minute ago, or what they call short sales, people who needed to get out underneath their, their loans. Interest rates are very low. They will continue to be low throughout this year and into next year. And I think the housing market will continue to grow. I do see the building permit area, uh, in tri-state area that is, are booming. Construction work, people are spending money at home because they call them staycations, maybe putting above ground pools, putting in decks, putting in the, the playgrounds and all kinds of things around their yard, lots of improvements. I know lots of con contractors that are busy seven days a week. So that's a good thing. However, that's only one sector of the economy. So there's other sectors that are still hurting, such as retail and food establishments, as well as hospitality and tourism. We have kind of checked in every few weeks during the summer of talking about the, the Jersey Shore towns. Uh, what are you hearing, people you talk to, how they're kind of handling they're having people down there obviously not open all the way but it's gotten a little better what kind of uh even anecdotal uh talks are you having 
Sure, Matt. I've been checking in with some of the chambers of commerce and some of the city governments down there, and they are pleased with what they see in terms of uh, the restaurants adhering to the rules and regulations for the most part, for the most part, that is. Um, now, they have seen that in July and August, there has been a little bit of an uptick of people calling down the shore saying, are there any rentals? Are there any rentals? There probably are, but there are people down there who have homes as a second home that used to rent the entire summer that may be thinking about this is a lost year because they're afraid of COVID-19. What do we do? How do we uh, sanitize our our homes? Uh, uh, what happens? If we bring in somebody, are we liable? Are they liable? So those questions are still looming out there. But for the most part, the boardwalks are pretty much thriving. The amusement parks are operating at, uh, I would say, at two cylinders instead of six cylinders. So maybe by the end of the uh, August, they'll be at three cylinders, and it will probably be time to close down September 1st. So let's hope next year is a better year. One of the things that I don't think enough people are talking about is the state of child care in the country in the midst of this pandemic. We've had a lot of places closed down. We've had a lot of people who maybe had their grandparents or the children's grandparents watch them while somebody went to work, and maybe that's not an option now. How much of a, and I don't want to, how much of a drag is that going to be on this economy that child care is kind of something not enough people are talking about, but it affects a lot of people, and if people can't get someone to watch the kids, boy, it's hard to, to go out and work full time. Yeah, child care is, is a big industry. And it was even an industry where college students, uh, if they lived near areas where it was residential, they can make a little bit extra money in the fall and the spring watching the children while people went to work or where they went uh, shopping, wherever the case may be. And if schools are not going to open up 100%, that means universities, I mean, 100%, there's some of the money being lost there by the 18 to 21 year old crowd. But not only that, the bigger picture is, is uh, the fact that childcare is a, is a large item in our country. Some companies have uh, very good programs where they'll pay for your child care, or maybe there are places within the company that you can take your children. Uh, so the concern is if people do go back to work, and we've talked about that, whether we need people to go back five days a week or can they work from their homes, uh, what will they do with their children? That is something that will be discussed very soon because August is right around the corner. Last couple of weeks, we've seen retail sales rebound as a lot of stores opened up. But how much are you looking at those numbers with a bit of a caveat just because now we're seeing in a lot of parts of the country, places have to close down again? Right. That's a great question. I, I receive texts three or four times a day from different people, and they'll say, so-and-so is in bankruptcy. They're going out of business. And I'll say, well, let's take a look at it. They're in bankruptcy because they want to... Uh, they want to be able to just refinance, if you will, all their debts and look at their creditors and maybe not pay all their debts back right away. And they're, and this is something that the retail stores, the establishments are looking at to say, how can we survive in 2021? Are we going to be a totally online? Are we going to be doing uh, partnerships with Amazon? How are we going to survive? So I'm concerned that the large companies like the Brooks Brothers, uh, the world, J.C. Penney's, they continue to slash jobs and they continue to uh, close stores. But I think that was bound to happen, maybe at a slower pace, even without COVID-19. 
That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.